The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. That's right. The one day a week that uh, we are allowed to, uh, you know, jump down into the uh, weeds and uh, get stuff uh, going on dedicated to the Second Amendment, uh, talking about those kind of things and everything else. Good morning and welcome back. It is the Michael Duke Show. Oh, man, it has been it has been a day already. Um so let me let me share my let me share my tale of woe with you. I came home last night, and uh, I don't know what it was like five o'clock or something five thirty. And my uh, my wife said, um, uh, "By the way, we have no internet uh, here at the house." And I'm like, "Okay, well, you know that that happens occasionally. What's the big deal?" So I contact, I reach out to tech support at uh, GCI. And of course, GCI uh, has the 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 customer support from GCI has slipped so badly ever since they outsourced their uh you know they've outsourced their customer support now to I don't know Belize or someplace I don't know where they're where they're getting their customer support but. Uh, <clears throat> Of course, I reach out there, and after jumping through 15 prompts to get to the actual tech support service, there's a pre-recorded message, which I will admit that I admit I do I do uh, 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 you know uh, appreciate the 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 uh, the message that said we are aware of a no no what did he say we are aware of a outage in the valley area for Wasilla. Uh, you know, and our tech support people are working on it and there's no need to contact tech support because we know what's going on. So please just, please just, uh, hang up and, and, uh, and wait patiently essentially is what, what they said. So, um, you know, I, we went about our business. We had dinner. Uh, I was able to tether my, uh, Tether my fire cube to my phone so that we could hang out for a little bit and watch a little TV. About the time I got ready to go to bed, I'm starting to get a little nervous now because, you know, I have to do a radio show from my home studio. And uh, anyway, the long and the short of it is um, I was desperately scrambling around here this morning because I still had no Internet when I got up. And lo and behold... Shortly before the uh, shortly before the show came back online, my uh, I was able to reboot, reset, do all the things, get it all squared away, and here we are. So there you go. Um, anyway, 
It was a little bit stressful this morning. I just <clears throat> wanted to point that out. A little bit stressful this morning. And uh, uh, and uh, I on top of that, the guests that I had lined up, both of them ended up uh, bailing out on me today for various reasons. I mean, good reasons. Just it didn't any, – anyway, it didn't work out. <sighs> it's my long-winded way of saying, hi, welcome to Firearms Friday. It's your chance to do all this stuff and – Ooh, man, TGIFF, right, baby? TGIFF. So here we go. Um, so what are we doing today? Well, uh, we're since we don't have any guests, we're gonna open up the phone lines for gun QA all day, where we give you the chance to talk about the issues that you are uh you know that you are concerned about related to phone calls and everything else. So today it's going to be just you and me. We're going to peruse the headlines from around the country, uh, including some big ones, of course, out of California. In fact, Chris Chang, who, who messaged me and said he couldn't make it, he said he's kind of pissed that he can't make it because he really wanted to go uh, up hot against Gavin Newsom's new plan, uh, the governor of California, which we'll talk about this morning. Um, but we're going to talk about the headlines. We're going to go over the history. We're going to talk amongst ourselves. And then, of course, as always, we'll finish up the show with Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com. And uh, that's uh, that's what, what that's what we got going on today. So, um, hi, welcome to it. And thanks for coming in and joining us. I guess we'll start with the big news. The big news today is that Gavin Newsom is running for president. No, I mean, I, mean, I think he's trying to raise his visibility here. Um, <clears throat> Gavin Newsom came out yesterday and uh, basically said, what we really need in this country is a constitutional amendment to ban assault weapons and everything else. That's That's his... In fact, he has now proposed the 28th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I mean, what's an anti-gunner to do when they can see that they're in a post-Brune world? They're scrambling, trying to do all this stuff. The rate at which guns are flying off the shelves is faster than it has ever been before. Gun control uh, seems to be losing and the gun culture seems to be winning. What's a California governor who has no respect for the rule of law supposed to do? Right? And you might be saying, well, Mike, that's a little harsh. Well, remember that whole French laundry thing during the COVID lockdowns? Remember when he had all of California locked down? I mean, just were shut, was shutting businesses down, doing all that stuff. Nobody could go outside their house. Uh, you know, nobody should be gathering with people not in their family. Nobody should. Remember all that? And then you remember the fact that he got caught on camera eating dinner with friends and other elites at a restaurant that was not supposed to be open and that nobody was supposed to be unmasked at and they were all doing their thing there. Remember that? You just Do you vaguely remember that at all? This is a guy who's like, <clears throat> he, has no, he has no respect for the rule of law. It's one rule for thee and another for me. So what's he supposed to do? Well, <clears throat> again, he uh, called for a constitutional amendment. Here's the quote from the governor's text yesterday uh, from his uh, press release. 
Our ability to make a more perfect union is literally written into the Constitution. So today I'm proposing the 28th Amendment to the United States uh, to do just that. The 28th Amendment will enshrine in the Constitution common sense gun safety measures. The Democrats, Republicans, independents, and gun owners overwhelmingly support. That's a false narrative, by the way. We've talked about that on this show so many times. While leaving the Second Amendment unchanged and respecting America's gun-owning tradition. The 28th Amendment will permanently enshrine our four broadly supported gun safety principles in the U.S. Constitution, raising the federal minimum age uh, to purchase a firearm from 18 to 21, mandating universal background checks to prevent truly dangerous people from purchasing a gun that could be used in a crime, instituting a reasonable waiting period for all gun purchases, and barring civilians' purchase of assault weapons that serve no other purpose than to kill as many people as possible in a short amount of time. Weapons of war that our nation's founders never foresaw. In his press release, he says the California legislature would soon call for an Article 5 convention of the states to approve the proposed amendment, getting 33 other states, by the way, on board. Um, yeah, not, not, not likely. Uh, impossible, uh, almost impossibly difficult. Democrats now control 20 state legislators across the country. But Newsom, who seated his political committee with $10 million and has spent time at the national stage trolling Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott of Texas, has for years crusaded against the gun lobby and reaped the political benefits in a state where voters broadly support such strong curbs on firearms. But again, Democrats only control 20 state legislators. You have to get 33 other states on board. This is a ploy, but... It's an insidious one. Weapons of war. I, I, I just, so first and foremost, the whole idea here, right, is that they're trying to get all these, you know, trying to get all this stuff, uh, all these guns and everything. This is off the streets. We want to make America safe. We want to do all these things. But, you know, ironically, as you look at these things, you realize that, for example, these this if this amendment had been passed the deadliest shooting at an american you know on american one of the deadliest shootings on american soil and i think the deadliest shooting in a school setting which was the virginia tech shooting back in the day would not have made a single bit of difference why because that uh that uh, the shooter was uh, over the age of 21. He bought his firearms legally from through with you know, with you know, with a background check, everything else. Uh, it was a, there was a waiting period. He it was it was weeks before he bought them and then when he, before he went shooting. So the waiting period would have made nothing. And the barring assault weapons, he used two pistols. That was his mass shooting thing. So again, None of these things would affect it. This is not about keeping people safer. This is about control. And if you can't see that, oof, check up, neck up. You know what I mean? This whole thing doesn't make any sense. That Virginia Tech shooting again, the deadliest shooting, school shooting 
on American soil. Two pistols. But I think this is more about raising his visibility, getting a higher profile, uh, doing everything else. And it's another signal that uh, the anti-gun crowd is starting to figure out that the Bruin decision is going to hurt them. And they're starting to get a little desperate. They want to, uh, they definitely want to get the. And this is, again, the primary goal. Uh, Several of the gun commentators have said that the primary goal is to try and take control of both chambers of Congress in the 24 elections and then pack the Supreme Court full of anti-gun justices who will overturn Heller, McDonald, and Bruhn. And they'll just keep or amending the Constitution. But this is a, this is a, you know, if they're going to get serious, they'll they'll probably try to uh, abolish the Second Amendment totally. If they were really serious, I mean, if they say the quiet part out loud, that's really what they want instead of this kind of mamby pambying around the bush. But as of right now, this has got all the makings of more of a political stunt, but it is troubling to see that this is the direction that they're taking right now. That they want to amend the con. First of all. Um, there's a, there's a whole thing about, uh, not complying on this kind of thing. Uh, you know, during the revolution, they talked about intolerable acts, intolerable acts. And that that, something like this, especially with the fact that you've got 140 million armed Americans, uh, you know, is the estimates between 89 and 140 million armed Americans. Um, I just don't see them taking this lying down. And, uh, if, if they just keep pushing that, that's going to lead to some problems. Let's just put it that way. All right. We're up against the break. We got to go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines. Phone lines are now open at 907-433-3150. If you want to sound off on this and give me your thoughts on it, I'd love to hear what you have to say. We're going to talk about uh, stuff that's going on across the country, including uh, every town ban on assault weapons is going on in Rhode Island. That's for our friend Fred, who listens in across the country every week. And uh, some other some other oh the trial for the parkland deputy who stood around and did nothing we're going to talk about that as well uh the michael luke show common sense liberty-based free thinking radio we return with more right after this if you missed the show you can listen to it on your time with dukes on demand oh and it's free like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Damn, just screw this weekend. Screw this weekend or this this day or whatever. Oh, my God. what What a hot freaking mess this morning. Um... All right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. 
Jeannie says he's just trying to get attention. Gavin Newsom, she means. <laughs> Governor Hair Gel one. <laughs> Brian said, Governor Hair Gel wants a lot. Yeah. Um let's see. In a nutshell, the third, second, fifth, seventh, and ninth circuits are finally getting off their duffy and putting the thumb screws on the gun control crazies. I mean, yeah, in light of Bruin, they really have very little choice if they're going to remain true to what's going on. That's absolutely. Um, yeah, here's Donna. California has a $30 billion budget deficit, but the guns are the problem. Yeah, people and uh, businesses are leaving California in droves. Exactly. Eskimo libertarian noncompliance. Hashtag based AF. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Right. I mean, isn't that uh, isn't that uh, uh, isn't that what we heard about before there? Eskimo is not it was the one of those intolerable acts. Remember, that was the phraseology the founders used when they were talking about things like that it was the bridge too far in that kind of situation yeah all i'm saying is good luck uh good luck if if you decided and in some way shape or form some insane upside down world something like that were to pass what do you think is going to happen to the 20 million ar-15s alone that are in this country what do you think is going to happen with the people who own those? Yeah. Um, their UCRs are not anywhere close to the worst gun violence in the country. It's dark money. We're going to talk about that in a minute, Jeannie, specifically. Because there's a new report claiming that it's the worst gun violence in... Blah. But I've got it. I mean, it's right here. Gun grabbers always lie. They always lie. They always manipulate the numbers. They always deceive because it's not because the facts are not on their side. How many guns do you think are at the bottom of Cook Inlet asking for a friend? Yes, I was talking about Newsom's proposed second uh, 28th Amendment. Yes, absolutely. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's what I say. Um, I would, Greg just lays it out there. Pretty much. I think pretty much there are going to be a lot of people that feel just like Greg does. And, um, basically say, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Uh, Hawk said, I thought Alaska did pass some kind of made-in-Alaska firearm law. And they did. Uh, the firearms owners, uh, the firearm freedom, I can't remember what I called it. I wrote the original I wrote the original piece based on legislation that was going around several states, and I pieced it together, and I passed it off to my legislators. And they went ahead and passed it, although they watered the hell of it. They watered it down. They watered the hell, they watered the hell out of it. So it's not nearly as strong as the one that uh, Jeannie was talking about, the HB 597 in Texas, which is firearm silence or autonomy. Basically, we were talking about that firearms laws could not be um, 
Federal firearms laws could not be enforced in the state of Alaska, including suppressor. I had suppressor and machine guns written into that. But, uh, yeah, politicians, they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for that. Uh, So they watered the hell out of it. Anyway, yes, we have one. No, it's not as strong as it should be. Maybe we should work on that. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like it, share, like it, share, like it, follow. What the hell is an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Dukes show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Protection guns. That's what I'm looking at. I got no murder guns at all. Um, I just, you know, no murder guns at all. That's that's against my religion. Um, oh, Dave just said GCI tech support is now in South America, in Guyana. Well, it's horrible. Whatever it is, it's like I said. I have a Starlink, and if they had all the, star- I'm waiting for them to finish it up. They're supposed to be sending uh, another constellation of stat- of satellites up here over the summer to make it all stabilized. Because I'm waiting to just switch over to Starlink because this is this is insanity, absolutely insanity. Um. All right. Um. Thank you for that, uh, Greg. Greg sent me a. Um, Greg sent me a picture of, a of a, uh, sign that was up in a, in a, uh, in a gun store or something anywhere. It's, it's great. Okay. Um, let's, uh, continue on here. Um, let's see, let's, let's see. <laughs> Somebody's laughing at my soundbite. That whole thing, by the way, I posted that whole soundbite that, cause you just heard a clip of it. I posted that whole thing up in its entirety onto the uh, Common Sense Core page. So Common Sense Core members got a chance to listen to the whole thing. It is absolutely hysterical. It's about three minutes. And it is absolutely hysterical. And uh, But, uh, you know, you got to be a member of the Common Sense Core to enjoy that. Uh, and you could do that, by the way, by going over to MichaelDukeShow.com and clicking on Join the Core. And you could become a member of the Cool Kids Club. For as little as a cup of coffee a month, you could help support the show. And uh, the support of the show goes into all the fancy stuff that I've done in the studios the last year here. New equipment, better stuff, lighting, the whole deal. All of that financed by folks here uh, in the Common Sense Corps. Plus, you get access to our private Facebook page and more. So go check that out at uh, uh, michaeldukeshow.com. Um. All right, let's uh, let's continue on uh, and talk a little bit about some of the other things that are going on right now. Every town for gun safety is pushing an assault weapons ban in Rhode Island, of all places. Don't they know that Fred's down in Rhode Island and he will kick their asses? I mean, he's he's just you know, 
One Democratic lawmaker's objections, though, could keep that gun ban on ICE, according to uh, according to Cam Edwards over at Bearing Arms. Uh, Every town for gun safety released a new poll of Democratic primary voters this week, which found that the vast majority of lefties in the state are in favor of more restrictions on legal gun owners, including the banning of modern sporting rifles, uh, otherwise known as evil black rifles. It focuses on likely Democratic voters uh, rather than adults of all stripes. It uh, means that it's a clear sign uh, to pressure the state's Democratic majority to move forward on Bill SO379. The bill would not only ban the sale and transfer of of, uh, modern sporting rifles, but also require all existing owners to register them with their local and state police department, remove uh, remove them from the state, or render them inoperable. Which, by the way, good luck with that. Have you seen what the compliance rate is on the New York Safe Act and the Connecticut uh, gun ban that they had, or the assault weapons registry that they have? You seen the compliance rate? It is literally in the low single digits. So good luck with that, Rhode Island. If you think people are going to, I mean, it's getting to the point where people just not going to comply because it's stupid and there's no way they're going to do it. They just refuse. Which, again, is that self-fulfilling axiom of when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns because you will be making outlaws of honest, law-abiding citizens. Um, Democrats have complete control of the levers of state government in Rhode Island, but there's been one big hang-up in the plans from the prohibitionists. Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, who said last week that he's not in favor of the legislation— preferring instead to push for a federal ban instead of one enacted at the state level. He's one of the few Democrats who's not on board with a gun ban bill, with the governor and other lawmakers joining Moms Demand Action for a gun control rally to support the ban. Um, And uh, it apparently is all good. The rally also featured remarks by Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, Deputy Attorney General Addie Goldstein, Secretary of State, General Treasurer, all strong supporters of a bill to ban the possession, sale, and transfer of semi-automatic firearms with certain features, including semi-automatic shotguns with a fixed magazine. Uh, Also included are semi-automatic rifles with a fixed magazine capacity over 10 rounds. Rhode Island is ready for an assault weapons ban, said Governor McKee. We want to make sure that we're doing everything possible to protect that safety even if it apparently violates the Constitution and fundamental rights to begin with. Um, Again, none of these things are going to protect the safety or the liberty of Rhode Islanders. These guns aren't used in very many crimes to begin with across the nation, and even one of the band's supporters couldn't point out any incident involving an AR-style rifle that would have been thwarted by the band. Though gun violence in Rhode Island is compared uh, is low compared to the rest of the country, Deputy A.G. Goldstein said at the rally, this does not mean Rhode Island is unfamiliar with the dangers of assault weapons. She highlighted charges against a Providence man for shooting a police officer with an AR-15-style ghost gun back in 2021, and last year saw the seizure of 37 firearms from a West Warwick couple. To skeptics who do not believe assault weapons are here in Rhode Island, let me assure you they are. The time for words have passed. 
What she left out, by the way, is that the shooting in Providence uh, with the ghost gun is that the suspect in the case was already prohibited by law from owning any gun. Not just the ghost gun, but from any gun. Would a gun ban have stopped him from getting a hold of a gun? (laughs) Obviously not, because he was already a prohibited person. Right? I mean, this is... They they are going full court press. They're just full on. Anyway, it's interesting that Ruggiero's objections may be enough to keep the gun ban bill bottled up over the next few weeks until the legislature adjourns. Rhode Island's beleaguered 2A community really needs to keep ramping up the pressure is what they need to do Uh, and, uh, and, and hold the line on this. But this is just, again, a sign of that desperation that's going on out there. And uh, it's just, just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. The uh, We were talking again about the 28th Amendment uh, proposal from Newsom. Uh, the California Citizens, uh, excuse me, the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms is uh, is already on the case on this kind of stuff. And uh, they are already getting geared up for the legal battle. Uh, here's, uh, here's what the CCRKBA said, Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Uh, here's what they said, uh, that the people who are going to pay the price for this will be regular law-abiding citizens. In their piece uh, that they posted, California Governor Gavin Newsom proposed adding an additional constitutional amendment to restrict guns. And the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms says the proposal reeks of infringement on Second Amendment rights. Governor uh, California Governor Gav- Gavin Newsom's proposed 28th Amendment is a blatant attempt to eradicate individual rights from the Constitution, demonstrating just how far the anti-gun rights mindset is willing to go in an effort to foist its prohibition agenda on the American public, the CCRKBA said on Thursday. Newsom's proposal, while not repealing the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, would raise the federal age a minimum age from 18 to 21, mandate universal background checks, create a waiting period, and ban so-called assault weapons. Uh, again, Newsom's proposal reeks of infringement on Second Amendment rights. He wants to he wants gun control permanently enshrined while claiming these measures will, quote, respect the country's gun-owning tradition protected by the Second Amendment. This is so self-contradictory, it is laughable. If he truly respected this nation's tradition on private gun ownership, he wouldn't attack it by pushing this nonsense. I mean, by the way, Gavin Newsom has never shown the slightest hint in wanting to respect anything to do with the Second Amendment. Uh, And we'll see who else is lining up on this. That's just uh, uh, the CCRKBA is just the first. Uh, also, of course, Second Amendment Foundation. I know GOA put out a – I hadn't even read the email this morning. I just saw the headline on the email this morning. Um, and uh, I know the GOA is putting things out and more. This is going to be – you know, while this probably won't go anywhere, this is kind of the – this is the next phase of the battle for the war on guns, folks. They're going to try and take it to a constitutional level. And remember – Here's the thing. They keep telling us that, well, all these things are supported by Americans. Well, as Dr. John Lott pointed out, 
Remember, it's how you ask the question, and it's the question that you asked that gets you the answers that you want. So what is the question that they are asking people, and is that going to be the same thing that people would be voting on in the amendment? I think the answer to that is no. I think when, he, when it's all said and done, he, he, we had him on the program here, uh, I think the last time or the time before, and he talked specifically about that. That yes, on the knee-jerk reaction of do you want people, more people to be safe or whatever, and then they, the, the, pollers, the pollsters basically say, oh, that means that they want this gun control. But he said when you get that same group together, they say yes on the one thing, but when you dive down deeper into it and say, well, that means we would restrict this right and that right, and what would you say then? Then they say no. So it's all it's a it's this whole thing is uh is easy to do. Yeah, join the GOA. Uh and yes, this is the opening salvo for Newsom's uh campaign to run for president. I mean, that's is exactly what he wants to do. Uh, let's go over to the phones and see what you have to say. Good morning. Uh, who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, Michael. This is Jason Cohen from Fairbanks. Good morning, Jason. What's on your mind? Well, I've listened, I've listened with great interest to everything you said, but I called this morning because I, I, I came across a piece of technological news I thought that's, that's, uh, that's pertinent to this I thought you might be interested in. I'll email you more information on this later, but the last device or the device that's required to make the Star Trek phaser, you know, the phaser pistol or rifle reality has now been invented. Solid state room temperature maser. The weapon, as Gene Roddenberry originally uh, thought of it, uh, was a, not a, an optical weapon like a laser, but uh, a microwave weapon, which could do everything that, you know, like that was shown on the show, it could stun at a higher setting. Could kill. Could it could also. It wouldn't make someone just vanish like like they show, but it would set someone on fire if you set it high enough. And could be used as as a cutting tool. And I predict that if these these continued attempts to ban the, te- the firearms technology, someone is going to come up with a phaser ray gun and, and and will be selling them or the plans for them. And with 3D printing technology, they'll be ridiculously easy to make. Now, criminals can get hold of them or make of them make them too, but I'd rather wake up after having been stunned and been relieved of my wallet than been left bleeding to death on the sidewalk uh, with you know with someone shooting lead into me. You know? Right. But in other words, I'd rather shoot back. The law probably says nothing about directed energy weapons because up to now, no one has had any. True. I mean, that's true. They probably claim at that point though that it wasn't covered under the constitution because you know they're not firearms or whatever but i'm fascinated i mean that sounds like a new personal defense weapon that i can take it out of my pocket and and uh, protect myself yeah. and stun people and have all that sure i'm i'm all about that and then actually in principle it's an ancient weapon because archimedes uh you know if if if, if, if what he's what was said about him was true and i believe it he he developed a sun gun where you know he used a polished mirror where he was able to set invading Roman ships on fire as they approached his home city of Syracuse. Right. And the Romans even wrote it up in their chronicle. So directed energy weapons are by no means anything new. They're ancient. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right, Jason. Well, I look forward to seeing your email. Thanks for giving us a heads up okay, on that. I'll send that info. Uh, I got one more call on hold, but uh, unfortunately, caller, I am pushing up against the break. So I'm going to ask you to hold on here 
and we're going to come back to you here in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is Firearms Friday. Phone lines are open, so if you guys want to talk about stuff, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, We got other stories, too, including a new report that claims that the U.S. gun death rate has reached record levels. Um, We're going to tell you why, again, that's, if not misleading, an outright lie. Because, you know, facts. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay, let's uh, go over to the caller and figure out what their name is so we can sound intelligent when we return to the radio. Good morning. Who's this? Where you called from? Good morning, Michael. This is Larry from North Pole, Fairbanks area. Okay, Larry. Hold, hold the line. Um, hold the line, my friend. Don't go anywhere. I put you back on hold. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back to you here in just a second, Larry. So be patient. And we will chat at you here on the other side of the commercial break. I hate to waste a good phone call uh, without the, uh, I mean, I'm out. It's not wasted on the, on the chat room folks, but it's better when we go out there. Um, at one point in my research over the years, Alaska, is that number right, Richard? At one point in my research over the years, Alaskans had 8 million registered guns. I mean, I know we have more guns per capita than any other state in the country, but is that 8 million? That seems like a lot. I mean, if I see, if I multiplied the number of guns that Greg has times 500,000 people. Uh, Eskimo Libertarian loves that sound bit. She loves it. She said, I already have pregnancy brain. I can't afford to lose any more brain cells right now. (laughs) Uh, Richard said, I think they did a mass reset this morning as my internet was out as well. I got an email shortly after saying there's a new modem coming. If that's what you're referring to. No, apparently somebody cut one of the main cables. That was what was being, and here's the thing. Can I, can I bitch for just a minute? Because seriously, GCI is the worst when it comes to customer interaction. The worst. You go over to GCI's Facebook page and you, you know, it's like MEA, Matanuska Electric Association. If there's an outage, they are on it. They, first of all, They'll put a post up on their Facebook page to say, we currently have an outage in this area. We will report back to what's going on. And then people start posting, okay, yeah, I'm involved in that. Thanks for doing it, yada, yada. And then they'll come back, you know, an hour later and say, hey, we're still working on a cruiser dispatch. You know, they're engaging with the public, keeping them going on. GCI on their page, their Facebook page, 
it's full of a whole lot of nut. In fact, the first thing I saw when I got to GCI's Facebook page yesterday was this, um, you know, you know, there's just, um, I'm the, was a highlight, some kind of highlighted thing. I'm the vice chair of the pride business resource group. Uh, at GCI. This group's purpose is to bring awareness to the community and show how diversity, at least within the LGBTQIA2S plus community and allyship benefits the workplace here at GCI. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that they're putting up on their, uh, you know, and it, 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 I mean, it has nothing, to, there is no, and of course you can't get a hold of any service tech or anything. It is just the most infuriating thing. And the only reason I'm using GCI is because they have the fastest, biggest service that I can get because I need that here at the studio to do what I'm doing. That's the only reason I'm with GCI. Uh, it, it, they it j- absolutely just insane. Sorry. Um, all right, go get him, Fred. Um, let's see. Um, oh, oh, Richard said, I didn't see what was said before. Someone was asking how many guns are in the inlet. In jest, joking. Uh, join the GOA. Um, let's see. Let's see. Riptide. Have you talked about RFK yet? He was just in a Twitter space with Elon Musk saying that he's now pro-Second Amendment. Uh, well, he's a politician. Come on, Eskimo. He's going to say exactly what he, we, you know, I, no, I don't trust a single one of them. I don't trust a single one of them. Um. It's 10 million now. They're all at the bottom of it's 10 million now. They're all at the bottom of Cook Inlet. That's what it is. Um, the accents on this show are all Midwest, Deep South, and Yankee. I, I don't know what your point is to that. Um, um let's see. Um I was shocked to hear that along with a lot of other thoughts RFK had in his speech, I want to badly believe him. Yeah, well, yeah. He doesn't have the history to back this up. <clears throat> oh, this is the perfect comment. Oh, yeah, dude. GCI has customer service like ISIS has human resources. <laughs> Sorry, that was perfect. That was the perfect. That was the perfect example of what we got going on. All right, let's uh, get let's get to it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. What the hell is an assault weapon? What isn't? If I assault you with a penguin, doesn't that make it an assault weapon? Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider The Michael Dukes Show Assault Radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. Assault penguins. It's a thing. I mean, for reals, it's a thing. Uh, back to the telephones right now. Larry is up in Fairbanks. Let's see what uh, Larry has to say this morning. Uh, good morning, sir. What's on your mind? That idiot governor down in California is going to think about the military. What he, what, what provisions 
I mean, big majority of our military are under 21 years old. Oh, but the government, they, look, how's they that, always, they always, affect the military? they always write themselves exemptions for that kind of stuff, Larry. I mean, if you're under government, if you're in the military, you're under governmental control. So it's okay to, to draft you, to force you into the military and then to give you a gun and say that, you, you know, you're under 21, but we're going to give it to you under our supervision. Of course, they're going to do that. That's, that's always going to be written into something like that. But it doesn't seem right to me that they hand them a gun but won't allow them to own one. Well, not only do they... That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. something that has irked me. Yeah, well, not only do they hand them a gun, Larry, uh, they force them. I mean, in the, you know, we're all, they all have to be selective service registered, right? And so now if there's a time of war or something else, they force them into it and give them a gun and say, go, go kill for your country. That's okay. That's all okay. But you as a private citizen or they in their off-duty time could not be able to defend themselves or anything else. That's all okay. This is the logic behind this kind of stuff. Which, what I'm pointing out is that there is no logic behind this kind of stuff. I agree. But anyway, I just wanted to make my point there. Um, um, All right. Thank you, Larry. I appreciate you you calling, and thank you so much for being part of the show today. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. By the way, want to say thank you to our friends at Satellite West for uh, sponsoring the program today um, and for being part of it with us. We really appreciate it. Satellite West from uh, from the tip of the from the tip of the Aleutian chains all the way up to the North Slope, all the way down to the Panhandle and every place in between. They've got the uh, tools that you need to stay connected for. Phone calls, text messages, emails, internet, whatever it is that you need, Satellite West has got you covered. You can find them at SatelliteWest.com, by the way, if you want to uh, be uh, if you want to be part of that. All right, so here's this new report. Uh, it's a new report from John Hopkins Center for Gun Violence. Solutions. Gun violence. I should read the whole thing. Gun violence solutions. The John Hopkins Center for Gun Violence Solutions. CNN's got this piece. Uh, So there's a lot of people out there trying to push for gun control. And they do it a lot of times. And this is why for the longest time in this program, we talked about the axiom of, you know, gun grabbers always lie. Because the the statistics are not on their side. So they always lie or they fudge the numbers or they inveigle you or whatever it is. So here's uh, what CNN has to say. This is out of uh, the new report. The gun violence epidemic in the United... He's got to love the phraseology on this. The gun violence epidemic in the United States was deadlier than ever in 2021, according to a new report from the John Hopkins Center for Gun Violence Solutions. Both gun-related homicides and suicides reached record levels in 2021, leading to nearly 49,000 firearms deaths. Firearms-related deaths soared during the first year of the COVID pandemic. It spiked again in the second year, an 8% jump, and it was the largest single-year increase in four decades. 
Uh, Ari Davis, policy advisor at John Hopkins Center for Gun Violence Solution and the lead author of the new report, said, Our country is breaking records for all the wrong re- reasons. Record gun sales combined with increasingly permissive gun laws are making gun violence a pervasive part of our country and our life, leading to a sharp increase in gun deaths. Again, <clears throat> what's not surprising about this is that they have, again, lumped all the suicides into those fatalities, which they just love to do. They love to lump them all in there. Uh, Remember, all of these solutions are not going to prevent suicides because, as we've seen in other countries where there is a very low rate of uh, gun ownership, suicides still persist. I mean, if, if people are going to end their life, they're going to do it, whether it's by jumping from a bridge or in front of a train or taking pills or using a gun, they're going to do any of those things. So grouping all those things together into the numbers is just, it's nothing more than an attempt to inflate those numbers and give you that kind of shock value. Further, they're talking about the total number of gun deaths. What they're not accounting for in the gun deaths is they're not talking about population size. They're not talking about the overall size of the population and how it's growing as well. That's why the rates are given on a per capita basis. That's why when we're looking at the UCR, the uniform crime reports from the things, those are given on a per capita basis, and it gives us a much more apples to apples comparison of what's happening. Um, A total number of gun deaths that might be a record today in total numbers may well represent a much lower gun death rate compared to 30 years ago when the overall population was smaller, right? Because we've had an in, when you're looking at a historical, you have to do it at the per uh, the the actual death rate. And in the 1990s, the homicide rate was much, much higher than it was in 2021. In fact, we're still at the low end of the curve. Because the homicide rate in this country has plummeted since then. But see, that's a number they don't want you to see. They don't want you to see that. And then they lump in the whole idea of gun violence. What are they classifying as gun violence? They're using these broad. They don't, they don't, they don't want you to look at that kind of stuff. They don't want you. They want to give you the broad overview strokes, include suicides and all those numbers, and then decry that there is a gun violence epidemic in the country. It's fear, folks. We are living in a day and age of absolute fear porn where the government and the news media and everything else have been feeding us fear from one side to the other. I mean, we saw this during the pandemic for sure, right? We saw this during the pandemic when... You know, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Don't talk to people. Don't touch other people. Don't do anything. Get out of their spaces. All these, we're all going to die. That was like the height of it. But we've been slowly and insidiously poisoned by this fear porn for years. I mean, that's quite honestly the basis for a lot of this LGBT stuff where they're like, you're threatening their lives. They're going to die because of what they believe or what they feel or who they are. Show me the statistics that show that they are any more likely to die than, you know, 
And in fact, my, my wife says she laughs. She goes, she goes, she follows a couple um, gay conservatives on Instagram. And she said those people are some of the most hysterical people because they will take those narratives from the left and they will just tear them up. Like the one guy said, you look at the statistic, you say I'm not safe in the workplace, you say I'm not safe here, you say I'm not safe here. But if you look at the actual statistics, I've got a .0004 chance of being killed in the workplace based on my sexual identity, yada, yada, yada. He says, I've got a better chance of being hit by a bus standing here in my house. What is it about? It's about fear. They're peddling the fear. And that's what's exactly what's happening in these gun statistics as well. All right, we got more coming up. Hour two is dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. We will continue with Willie Waffle and more. Be back right after this. Okay. Uh, beat down GCI until what was that? I missed the thing. The whole thing just squared away. Um, I left GCI after they tried to force me to wear a mask. My phone crashed and they wouldn't help. Two hours later, I was switched over to FirstNet. Harold is flexing his purity. All those people who have different accents. How dare they call it into Alaska program? How dare they move to Alaska if they've got different accents? How dare they move up here from somewhere else? They're not real people. I know I've heard it all before. Um, beat down GCI and tell everyone they're the best. That's not what I said. Uh, I said... They have the highest internet speed and access capability for what I'm doing. That doesn't make them the best. That makes them the logical choice in this case. But the overall best would have good customer service and care about their customers. That's not what this is. I'm holding my nose at this point to do it because I need to remain on the air. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so I'm going down here. Um, no penguins in Alaska, said Willie. No penguins in Alaska. I know, I know, I know. Um, I went to Eskimo Libertarian said, uh, I went to college in the Midwest and picked up a little bit of an accent. Nothing wrong with it. No, of course there's nothing wrong with it. I mean... Of course, there's nothing wrong with it. Why? I mean, I don't think I have an accent. Some people said I have an accent that I don't know. I, I, I can't remember where they said it. It wasn't Midwest. It was. Maybe it was Midwest. I can't remember. Anyway, somebody said I had an accent. I'm like, I have an accent. I don't feel like I have an accent at all. But probably people from the South feel like they don't have an accent at all. But what does it matter if you have an accent or not? It's not the it's not the sound of your voice or the accent. It's the content of your words and your thoughts. But some people just can't get beyond that. You know what I mean? 
Uh, 18 to 20-year-olds are not mature enough to make decisions, but a three-year-old can decide what gender they are. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! Um, what the... Why do they include suicides in the figures? Because it bolsters their point. And a lot of times, Greg, at least John Hopkins in their release had an uh, had the had the uh, the honesty to say that they were including suicides. A lot of times, they just throw the raw numbers out there, call them gun deaths, and say these are the gun deaths. They don't tell you that sixty five percent of them are suicides. Um, I'm sorry. What these anti-2A people don't realize is that we actually had a gun ban for 10 years, and guess what? It had a sunset provision because the common sense gun control luminaries agreed that if gun control didn't have an effect on gun violence, it would automatically be repealed. Yes. And, of course, all the statistics show that that had absolutely, it had absolutely no effect on it. Using per capita would be intellectually honest, so yeah, exactly. Um. Repaint your black rifle so they won't be scary. I turned all mine gray because, you know, gray is kind of a neutral color. Um, I mean, what do you expect from the mainstream media? According to them, we've got a quadrillion violent firearms death and billions of oppressed transgendered people, even though they're like 0.01% of the population. It's all propaganda theater now. I mean, that's exactly it. That was my point. This whole fear thing about people being protected in the workplace and all this kind of stuff. I mean, even the whole thing is just, it's all about fear. It's all about fear, and it's about controlling population bases based on fear and divisiveness. That's what it's about. Um, truth bomb. In order to add suicides to gun deaths, the left has to go to a separate section of the UCR data and add it to the gun crime data. It's intellectual. Exactly. I've said that for years. This is exactly what's going on. Um, what else we got here? Um, the Midwesterners Dukes Club is very happy to spend time in Alaska. This miss went. Yeah, I appreciate that. Again, what does it matter? If you want to come here and contribute, that's what I'm all about. Hey, there was a phone call. How come I didn't see it? I'm sorry, caller. Uh, let me, uh, you joined right at the end of the show there. I wasn't looking at the screen. So let me get your name and where you're calling from, and we'll get a start with you when we come back to the uh, on the radio. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Michael. How you doing? It's Fred. How you Hello, been? my friend. I was hoping you'd call today. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, whole Rhode Island thing. Um, so we'll come back to you on the other side. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Put you back on hold. Fred's with us here from Rhode Island. It's good to hear from him. Uh, let me see if I can get through the rest of this, uh, uh, rest of this here. Uh, Jeffrey, have a good day. My friend, he's off to the salt mines. Um, uh, when I was a kid, my best friend was from Texas. I was from Washington state. Sounded like a Texan in a few short months. Yes, I have a North Pole accent. What is the North Pole accent? I'm just, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, okay, there we go. We're all ready to go. We're doing it right now. The Michael Duke Show, the fastest two hours in radio. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Let's get to it. 
Firearms Friday continues right now. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Dukes Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Dinshaw. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. It's my rifle, it's my gun, it's provided, it's provided. Firearms Friday. Yeah, baby, Firearms Friday, T-G-I-F-F. Thank you uh, for joining us here on the Michael Duke Show. Hour two of the big radio program today. Normally, we'd be joined today by Chris Chang, but he is on vacation in France. Uh, so he's not going to be joining us. He will be coming on a little bit later this month uh, to talk about uh, a lot of the big news, including if you've been living under a rock uh, since yesterday, you haven't heard Gavin Newsom, the co- governor of California, has proposed a 28th Amendment to the Constitution of the United States, which would ban Weapons of war. Sorry, that's what that was his his words. Uh, weapons of war from the streets of America. Uh, no comment from him, of course, on what the twenty plus million gun owners of the weapons of war would do if he decides to try and push that thing any further. Uh, uh, Chris Chang's got some thoughts on that. He's got some thoughts, and uh, he really wanted to talk about it. But uh, we're going to come back to him. Um, Later on this month, and we'll be talking about that now. So meanwhile, phone lines are open. It's gun Q&A all day. Uh, We've hit on several different stories here this morning that are very interesting. Uh, Up in just a minute, we're going to talk about the unintended consequences of all this gun control. What is it actually doing? Surprise, surprise, surprise. The unintended consequences of these intolerable acts. But first, we're going to go over to the phone. One of the stories we covered earlier today was the fact that in Rhode Island, the Every Town for USA people are pushing a assault weapons ban in Rhode Island. But surprisingly, it's a Democratic lawmaker who's holding up the works. Uh, and I read that story specifically for our friend Fred, who joins us uh, and listens every week on the Internet, all the way over from Rhode Island. Uh, Fred joins us this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Mike. You know, they, they say that they say that the wall of tyranny is built by one lie at a time, built on another lie at a time, until you have the wall complete. And, you know, this is definitely what's going on in Rhode Island. You know, this Moms Demand Action and the, the, the uh, uh, Every Town for Gun Safety, uh, Michael Bloomberg's little, uh, little key club there. You know, it's all, it, it's all BS. It, it's all pushing this, 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 uh, this narrative 
that they have, either it be global or whatever, you know, political, global, take world domination or whatever, you know, to destroy, you know, uh, sovereignty of the country. And whatever they, you know, this, 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 this is what they're after, you know. They're after, and they'll buy, a, and they use anything and any tool in, in, available to them to do that, including lie, which is what they're good at, lie, cheat, steal. You know, this is, this is, this is the political, uh, the, the political uh, progressive agenda. Lie, cheat, steal, what, and by any means possible, no morals at all, you know, in, in, in this, whole, this whole thing. And, you know, in the end, it, it, I think the whole thing's going to come crashing down on them. I'm, boy, I can't wait to see that happen. I hope I have a front-load sheet with a bag of popcorn to watch that, watch that show happen. But it's, it's all going to come down on them. As far as Gavin Newsom goes, wasn't he up for recall not all that long ago, And along with his, uh, yeah. clown, his I mean, clown hack uh, attorney general? Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, this, is, a, a yeah, this was a guy who basically he wants to be uh, this is a guy who basically wants to be emperor, right? It's all the rules for you, but none for me. This is the same guy that during the COVID lockdown was shutting down businesses, prosecuting people for gathering together, doing all this stuff. And yet at the same time, he was having private dinners at a restaurant with a bunch of his elite friends without masks and everything else. And he just kind of shrugged it off. I mean, you know, again, this is nothing new, Fred. I mean, this is a guy who wants all the rules to be for the little people, because he is the one that's been anointed with power to rule. That's that's kind of the attitude that I'm seeing coming out of these folks. Well, that, that, well, that kind of explains his entire character right there as far as he wants to be president. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, amazing. he's amazing he can even stay in the governorship. And they tried to get him out once on a recall vote. I think that they, you know, the way that elections go in this country in this day and age, God only knows how, how they stuffed the ballot box and got away with it. But apparently they did because the idiot's still around. So, you know, nothing you can do there. And But, you know, the whole gun control thing comes down from Uncle Fudd in the White House here. You know, this guy is, this guy keeps pushing this. Every time there's something happens, it, it's the assault weapon that's behind us. we got to right. get assault weapons. Well, and, no, and no word about his son. Uh, the, the is no word about his son, the admitted meth smoking crack smoking guy who admitted that he you know in his own memoir he admitted that he broke federal law that he lied on a form that he did all this and now his lawyers hunter biden's lawyers have the audacity to try and use brune to say that he shouldn't be a prohibited person because he was using drugs even though that's what the biden administration is standing behind and they say brune is the worst decision in the history of the world and that's what hunter biden's lawyers are going for i mean the hypocrisy of the elites in this area dealing with this kind of stuff is absolutely uh, just astonishing my friend well you know i'll, I'll, say, I'll say this about the uh, the gun control the gun control people with the uh, new town you know, every town for gun safety and the moms. You know, they, they claim to be a grassroots organization. Well, the only, the only grassroots people I see around here are the 2A people. You know, they're just individuals collectively coming together to save the to save the right and probably more or less save the save the country as far as I'm concerned. Because once the Second Amendment goes, the rest of us the rest of us soon to follow. Right. So you know, I mean, they're the only the only real grassroots people out there are the 2A people who believe in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, freedom, liberty. And you know, the way the way it's supposed the way it was intended to be, as opposed to what they wanted, what they'd like to turn it into. So that, you know, as far as the moms and the uh, Newtown, they're about as 
They're about as grassroots as the third right. Put it there that way. <laughs> well, they're definitely not grassroots with all that money that's being thrown at them and what they're doing right now. I loved how there was always like the well, the million the million mom march, and there was like eight thousand people there. You know, the million mom march, and there was nobody there uh, in those kind of things. Again, it's not well, grassroots. Well, well, you know, you got Bloomberg, you got Soros, you got the rest of these clowns throwing, they throwing, you know, opening the checkbooks and throwing money all over the place at this. And you know they and it's obvious. I mean, we had the we had the uh, the gun, the hearings, the firearms hearings here in the state on the assault weapons ban. And you know the whole thing was funded. A lot of it was funded for them, you know, for the for the for the gun banners by Bloomberg. I mean, he he had he chartered buses and brought people in from all over New England and New York and New Jersey. They're coming from all over into Rhode Island. And the only people in Rhode Island are the Rhode Islanders who are standing up to him to save the right. Right. So what does that tell you? Yeah. No, so I this mean. This is all outside influence coming I, into the state, trying to pollute the, you know, try, try to pollute the atmosphere. Instead of having a fair and honest discussion about the whole thing, they're trying to overwhelm it by throwing, by Bloomberg throwing money at it. And boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crap going on behind the scenes in the state, too, as far as, like, where Bloomberg's money's going. Right, right. Well, like I said, there's a few people the, up on the up on Capitol Hill in the state who are receiving a receiving a nice little stipend for uh, backing a lot of this. Well, I, mean, I, I don't know that for a fact, but if I had to turn the rock over and see what's crawling around underneath, you got to find a lot of Bloomberg money there too. <laughs> I I want to steal I want to steal a phrase that I think it was I think it was Nancy Pelosi when she was talking about the. Uh, the uh, the the libertarian movement, the the Tea Party movement back in the early aughts, uh, when she said something like, "It's not grassroots, it's astroturf," which was insulting because it wasn't it wasn't uh, astroturf, it was grassroots. But in this case, with Bloomberg, et cetera, that is there's a lot of astroturfing going on there. Uh, Fred, before I let you go, though, I want to get your take on this uh, piece um, uh, or on this 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 uh, legislation that's moving in there. What is the state of the two of the pro two A crowd in Rhode Island? Is it strong? Is it weak? I mean, it sounds like as I read more and more about Rhode Island that they are that the that the pro Second Amendment groups are not that strong in Rhode Island. That you guys have kind of been subsumed. Oh, they by are. A lot are they? Well, we they have they have rallies. They've had rallies in the past where they've had over three thousand people in the state house, as opposed to maybe not even one hundred of the anti gunners. So that tells you that tells you a lot right there. Now not everybody now they, they they sit there and they put these rallies together at the state house and these hearings together at the state house during working during working days and working hours. So it's very hard for a lot of the people who actually have jobs instead of layabouts and these these these, these trust fund babies who get nothing better to do except go go up to the state house and uh, shoot you know shoot they shoot their mouth off. Uh, you know, you know, so if you're working, it's kind of hard to be in two places at once, especially when you have to put food on your table. So you have to work. Right. So, you know, they sit there, but there's a lot. There's a very, very, very strong presence of two-way support in the state. Very strong. Well, However, the way that they and the way, the way that they put these, these, these little gatherings together, 3 o'clock in the afternoon to maybe 6 o'clock during a weekday, during a workday, it's very hard for a lot of people to actually, you know, leave their jobs. And a lot of them do. They say, well, the hell with it. I'm going to take my sick time or I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to go up there. You know, and, you know, that, that's, that, that's a pretty big commitment on their part, you know, on that, sure. their, personal, sure. their personal representation on this issue. 
Yeah, no, I just I noticed so, you know, that it yeah, says it, it is strong. It but is like I say, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to compete with Bloomberg. Bloomberg money coming at it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the, the articles that I was reading basically said the Democrats have state control, have control of the of the levers of the state government in the House, the Senate, and the and of course the the governorship. It sure would be nice if uh, if we could all come together as more conservative folks and be able to overtake some of these state houses and make a difference in those because then we wouldn't have to deal with this nonsense at that point. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it is. Well, like I say, it, it's once again, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of money going to all the wrong places by all the wrong people. You know, and the media doesn't help either. The media is oh, the I media is complicit. They, they're the biggest. They're the biggest anarchists going, as far as I'm concerned. As far as you, you know, in in, in in defiance of the Second Amendment. You know, they just want to sit there and they just want to play their. And I was reading an article not too long ago in the Firearms News magazine. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not, but they're pretty. Yep. Good, you know, they have they're pretty honest and pretty straightforward on you know the two A issues, and a lot of the stuff back to the back in the gun back in the 1938 Gun Control Act back then was influenced by the media. If the media really ramped it up, then now I don't remember anybody electing the media into controlling <laughs> public policy. That's why we have legislative. <laughs> Well, yeah, remember the media is the fear is the fear ma- manufacturing complex. That's what they do. They manufacture fear because they want the clicks. They want more people to be, uh, you know, uptight. They, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. They put all that stuff out there and they're the ones that are doing that specifically to try and scare you. To specifically to try and again keep you clicking through to maintain control, and it's the perfect union. Whether it's intentional or it's coordinated between the media and politicians, the net effect is is that they're working for each other at this point, uh, and they're using it to basically scare Americans and uh, put more people, uh, you know, uh, give you know, put more people in the control uh, into the control box. That's what it's all about. Uh, hey, Fred. Well, like Go ahead. The media, well, the media is not an elected body, and they, they certainly don't have policies. They had they had the right to you know to say whatever they want to say, but when it comes to actual news, reporting of news, you know they they definitely you know twist and you know twist and turn things around, and leave a lot of stuff out. You know, all you have to do is look at the, look at what's going on with the Bidens right now, and you see how what's not being told as opposed to a lot of the lies that they tell you about exactly that, you know, the, the assault weapons, which is like. That's a real joke. Yeah, in its own right. Exactly. However, well, you know, it 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 uh, it's just so much to this. It, it's, it's nauseating. It really is. Just thinking about. Well, it. however, I, you know, I think that we need we need we need to come up with a a, a counter a counter media. We really got to come up with another another angle to media to address the you know, the lies. Well, I think I think Fred, I think we have a counter media. I think we are the counter media. We, the citizens, small radio, local radio shows, the internet bloggers, the videos, that is the counter media. And I think that's one of the things why the the mainstream media has ramped up their attacks more and more because they're trying to gather that attention because they're losing viewerships in those kind of areas and i think that's part of the problem hey fred thanks for calling in this morning i really appreciate you being part of it folks we are out of time for this segment we got one more then we're going to be dealing with willie waffle up next the unintended consequences of gun control and why you should be happy about those things pretty interesting stuff the michael duke show continues 
Phone lines are open 907-433-3150. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking gun radio. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these uh, entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, Where was I? Where was I? Um, going back up here, uh, to see what you guys have to say. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Midwestern accents are actually much sought after by people learning English, especially in Korea and Japan. Yeah, nothing more disturbing than seeing somebody from a foreign country who's learned English in the South. It's weird as hell. It's weird as hell. Um, Let's see. I'm going through Richard and Hawk are talking about DeSantis. DeSantis is not the next Trump. Trump wasn't the next Trump, okay? I mean, that's just... That's just... Trump was a hot mess. I, I'm sorry, guys. I know that that offends some of you, but that's just the truth. The truth hurts, my friends. The truth hurts. Uh, I mean, he was better than the alternative, but uh, not by much. Um, not by much. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, look, the Alaska report's back. Um, let's see. Let's see, going through here. Uh, first, they have, uh, let's see, let's see what Gene says. First, they has Heller. Uh, let's see. First, they had Heller, now Bruin, now Salser. Now the Supreme Court is junking Chevron deference. The tyranny is falling. The House of Cards is going down. I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, next couple of years when it comes to the uh, to the uh, gun control scene with the whole Bruin decision. Um, uh, let's see. Or Bezos. Bloomberg. Um, Trump's age is uh, a genie. They're vo- he's voting for DeSantis because of Trump's age. Um, and... Um, uh, DeSantis is, yeah, DeSantis is not, uh, definitely not the end all. There's really, there's, I haven't seen a good choice yet. Let's just put it that way. There's not a good choice yet. Um, hair gel man bad. I love that. Uh, Pete is Pete Peterson over here at the Alaska report. Um, you know, the name calling is so juvenile. I guess that's what happens when you can't hold an intellectual debate. You immediately jump to the uh, to the juvenile name calling. Um, 
<laughs> Trump is proof positive that criminals are dumb as rocks. I mean, look, Trump's an opportunist. That's what he is. He's an opportunist. He saw an opportunity. I don't think he intended to win to begin with, but then he had his own bombastic and his populist style that appealed to people. And he just kind of, I think he kind of lucked into it in the end. I don't think he really had any interest in being president, but now his ego is saying, oh, I've got to be president again. Um, he is a, I mean, he's a populist. He'll say whatever the, you know, you look at the room, whatever the room in the crowd is, he can read the room and go, he'll say exactly what they want to hear. When he's at the NRA convention, he'll say all the pro NRA stuff. When he's at a press conference after a shooting with uh, all the police chiefs, he'll say, we need to take the guns and worry about due process later. I mean, that's just, you know, the, you know, that's, that's what it is. Is there's not a single decent politician out there as a candidate that I've seen so far. Um, you know, this is why this is why I voted for Joe Jorgensen. Uh, anyway, here we go. We're coming back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Um, feel free to like and share, like and follow, do all those things, and uh, we'll uh, we'll go on from here. Here we. Go. Well, we're five seconds away. I mean, I'm sorry. I Sometimes you just run out of steam right before the timer goes off. Ready? Here we go. Let's do it. The Michael Duke Show. Seriously humorous with a pinch of intellect. <laughs> pinch of intellect. Sorry. That is humorous. Here's Michael Dukes. All right. Welcome back. It is the Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio, and it is Friday. Stand by for news. Good morning, Americans. It's Friday. Um, I miss Paul Harvey so much. I just, I looked forward to the Friday news and comment each week so much. It was just, it's, it, sometimes I want to go back and just listen to the Paul Harvey archives because he's just. Such an amazing orator. Um, all right, let's talk for a minute here as we have uh, we have just a little bit of time. Let's talk for a minute here about the unintended consequences of gun control. John Petrolino has a piece over at Bearing Arms that dives into this and talks about it. And, you know, he he hits on something here that we've talked about in the past. Uh, but I think he distills it down in a, in, in a really concise way. You know, he said the uh, revolution, the American Revolution, had many lessons for the people and the government to reflect on. Uh, reflect on. You know, they had basically coming to the decision that overtaxation is not a good idea, right? The intolerable acts, right? Those that we've, we've been using that phrase a lot this morning. I saw it in a, I saw it in a news article. Somebody was mentioning something about intolerable acts and it's just resonated with me today that there are intolerable acts that are going on out there. Um, that overtaxation is not a good idea. The soon to be expatriated colonists love their tea, but were willing to toss it into the harbor in the defiance. And the people took great exception to the confiscation of arms, cannon, powder from the magazines. That was the shot heard around the world. The shot heard around the world, right? In April, uh, was April uh, April 19th, April 17th? I, I 
lost my train of thought for a second there. But what that was all about, that was all about gun control. The Redcoats were coming to confiscate the powder and ball from the magazines at Lexington and Concord. That's what they were doing. They took great exception to that. The unintended consequence of the King of England being a jerk resulted in the birth of a new nation. Tyrants got a tyrant, and the ATF has just become the biggest poster child for Second Amendment organizations unwillingly and unwittingly. This has been playing out for quite a while the, between the ATF and the people. But this recent rule with the effect on the pistol braces, forcing an illegal registration scheme on the people uh, that are already found that there's going to be a mass noncompliance, the people have basically given the ATF and the government the finger because they they registered very – they said they estimated there was something like 5 million of these arm braces, and they got a small fraction of those were actually registered with the ATF under the free tax stamp thing. The legal challenges that have been waging war on the ATF have not found the immediate relief that they want because they have not been enjoined until this whole thing settles out. But there has been some secondary relief. The preliminary injunctions apply to all members of the Second Amendment Foundation, Gun Owners of America, and the Firearms Policy Coalition. The Second Amendment Foundation uh, celebrates that the unfortunate, uh, unfortunate circumstances of governmental overreach has resulted in explosions for their membership online. This is the latest piece from that came out from the Second Amendment Foundation. And uh, golf clap to you, ATF, for bolstering, becoming the greatest salesman in the world for the gun crowd. This is the same thing that happened to Obama, cling, bitterly clinging to our guns and religions. Next thing you know, we sold more guns than ever. You know, the, <clears throat> the bump stock ban, the, the pistol brace ban, the suppressor ban, we've had more guns sold in the last 10 years than in probably the previous 30 years combined. And it's all due to the fact that tyrants gun a tyrant. That's what it's, the unintended consequences is the harder you squeeze, the more that splits through your fingers. That's what it's all about. There has been, I mean, it's, it, they are literally pushing. This is the same thing that happened, you know, during the pandemic. And all of a sudden they were just shocked, shocked, I tell you. At the rate at which guns were flying off the shelf. And they were doubly shocked when they found out that those that were purchasing them were minorities, women, and more liberal people, people who identified not as gun owners or who were they, they were first-time gun owners because they wanted to protect themselves because they didn't believe the pushwah that the government was shoveling in their direction because they could see signs of it all around them. Stuff was coming apart. The police were unaffected or they were being defunded or anything was happening. And people went out and found out for themselves that it wasn't as easy to get a gun as it was to go get a library book. And they started to question things. And then you got McDonald and you got Heller and now you got Bruin and you got all these things that are turning the tide on this. And the more you squeeze, the more that oozes out between your fingers and gets away. That's what's happening right now. The unintended consequences of gun control. Just keep squeezing harder and you'll lose more and more 
and there will be a whole lot of noncompliance, which in uh, some ways is uh, kind of a dangerous proposition. We've talked about that before. The whole threat of an Irish democracy, et cetera, et cetera. But this is the unintended consequences of your actions, government bureaucracies and politicians. Uh, I'm sorry. Let's go over to the phones here. I've got one line on hold. I don't have a whole lot of time here, so let's go over and see what they have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, Mike. This is Brady from Vegas calling. Hey, Brady, what's on your mind? Yeah, um, you're talking about, like, all the guns out there now, but remember old Obama and Fast and Furious? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Fast and Furious put uh, right now we like got 25... the same situation happening here on the Mexican border. But instead of rifles that are getting shipped to the Mexicans, they're shoulder-fired missiles, and also all that stuff that was left over for the Taliban by our dumbass President Biden. All them weapons are on the black market. You can purchase any weapon of war right now. So. Their whole thing of why they're going after our pistol braces is complete BS. The borders are now, there is no northern or southern border in this country. Most people don't know that Joe Biden, when he went down to the Mexican border six months ago, he signed the contract with Obrador and that jackass Trudeau from Canada, and it distinguished our borders. It was called the Declaration of North America. Nobody even heard of it. Why do you think they're not stopping the flow of immigrants into this country? Well, because they're looking to buy, they're looking to they're looking to holster votes, Brady. That's what they're trying to do. They're looking to get more votes, and the more people who are in there coming in dependent on that, they're looking for votes. That's what it's all about. Brady, thank you for your call this morning. I appreciate you being part of the show today. Um, we're coming up here, uh, on, uh, on the break. We got Willie waffle coming up here in just a minute. Look, um, I think when it's all said and done, we are now on the, the momentum of the battle, you know, how battles have a flow, you know, a give or take you're either on the defensive or you're on the offensive. The momentum of the battle right now for gun control is on our side. We are moving in a positive direction. That is fantastic. We're moving in a positive direction, but we can't slow down, folks. We cannot grow weary in well-doing. Don't stop. Go out and support GOA. Go out and support SAF. Go out and support the Firearms Policy Coalition. Give a few bucks here, a few bucks there. Become part of the solution. And we could keep pushing this across the finish line to where maybe we can get some major victories and hold them for our children. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Um, Donna said it would be cool to get Vivek on the show. Um, I've been watching some of that stuff, not much because it's still too early for me for the presidential debates, but yeah, I'll see if I can get, uh, I'll see if I can get him on to talk about stuff. I mean, it's 
anything's possible, right? I mean, I interviewed Bill Weld and I interviewed Spike Cohen, both of them uh, presidential and vice presidential candidates um, uh, here on the program. So, I mean, anything is possible at that point, right? Um, let's see. Um, I don't care if Mickey Mouse wins the Republican primary, says Hawk. That's who's getting my vote. Anything but Joe Biden. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, at this point, a toaster could do just as good a job as Joe Biden running the country. Uh, I mean, the guy is obviously, I mean, he's obviously got handlers because he is a hot, 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 hot mess. Um... At what point do the gun control crazies give up and harden our schools? Spend money on that. Yeah, well, I think it was in. If the Chevron defense fails, they will have to legislate everything, says Jeannie. I think that that's what it is. I think that should be the point right there. They should have to legislate everything. They should not have basically ceded their authority as a legislative body to all those bureaucracies. That's it right there. (laughs) You're wrong, Mike. A toaster could run the country and toast bread. Clearly a superior pick for president. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Uh, and Bill said, there it is. Pushwa. <laughs> to which Jeannie said, I love that word. And then Brian said, we need to have a Dukesism bingo game. Well, so Pushwa is uh, one of the words. What are, what are other Dukesisms that you guys are tickled about? I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. I'm just curious. What, what are some of the other things that you guys are? <laughs> I'm sure there are things I say that you people are like, what? Say what? Um, Okay. Uh, Oh, hey, I got to fix the, I forgot. I forgot. I got to fix the, uh, I got to fix the mood lighting. Oh, the mood lighting. I got to fix it. Um, April 19th, 1775. Thank you, Brian. I knew, I thought it was April 19th. That was my first guess, but, uh. Too many dates in my head. That's the shot heard around the world, the battle at Lexington and, and Concord, that uh, was the first act of gun control by the king that led to an armed revolution. <clears throat> Not a bad thing. Goodness, do not try and breathe water. I am not a duck or a fish or something else that breathes water. All right. There we go. <sighs> Man, that was a fast show today, wasn't it? That was like a super fast show. And here we are, all ready to go. Uh, Willie Waffle's going to be hitting with us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Willie Waffle's going to be joining us here in just a few moments, and uh, we'll be hitting on the weekend shows, including... Uh, well, I don't know what is, oh, Transformers this weekend. Transformers is coming up. I don't know. I, we'll have to see what Willie says, but I am not, um, I think I've watched just a couple of the 15 Transformer movies or something that they put together these days. I could really care less about it. Um, 
Now, give me a good Mission Impossible movie. Give me a good John Wick movie. Um, Triple Canopy, Mile 22. There's some good, there's some good shows out there. Um, but yeah, Transformers, I don't know. Just, I never, I guess I never understood the appeal. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm was of the wrong age. They did not have Transformers when I was a kid. Now, He-Man and Space Ghost, now we're talking something different. Now we're, maybe that's what we need is a Space Ghost movie. <laughs> Space Ghost. Oh, man. The misspent youth. Oh, so crazy. All right. So uh, we're getting ready to jump into the whole entertainment thing, obviously. Shifting off of guns. You guys, what are you doing this weekend? Tell me what's happening. What's your plan? Are you hanging out? Are you doing the honeydew? Are you adulting? Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats, says Mark. You're right, Mark. Thundercats. Another good one. Space Ghost, Thundercats. What was the other one? The Aquan, the Argonaut, the Argonaut? I can't remember. Can't remember. Don't remember. Um, yeah, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. I caught a few episodes of that. That was some hysterical stuff right there. Absolutely good stuff. All right. Uh, well, my phone's ringing, buzzing. Time to go to it. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Let's get it going on right now. Okay, hey there, hi there, ho there. Final segment for the show for Friday. It's Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. He comes on to share with us his intellect, his knowledge, his taste and flavor, his experience in the theater, and so much more. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? So this whole thing's going to go about 30 seconds. Huh? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got about 12 <laughs> seconds of content for a 14-minute segment, so we're fine to worry about it. Um, all right, my friend. Well, uh, here we are. It's Friday. Everybody's excited. Everybody's, you know, going on. What's what's happening? Uh, so we're going to do some movies, some uh, some shows, entertainment. Uh, let's start off with this thing with uh, Pete. Uh, oh, Pete. Pete and Peta. Um, I, yes. I actually saw this yesterday, day before on the web, and I actually went out and listened to the whole deal because I was laughing so hard. Anytime that Peter can suck it, that's pretty much as far as I, so tell me, tell me the whole story here. What's, what's exactly is, uh, going on? Well, so comedian Pete Davidson, um, got into a kerfuffle with PETA this week, uh, when they criticized him for buying a new pet dog at a New York city pet shop. Instead of adopting from right, a they, shelter. Because remember what yep. Peter said, there are no ethical breeders. Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter how much they love the dog or take care of them or didn't matter if they hand fed them from the womb upwards. It doesn't matter. There is no ethical breeders, period. If you don't get your dog from a rescue, you're an evil person. So they went after Davidson. So they 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 put out their whole statement that oh you know and mocked him saying he should have some big heart energy and he should adopt a dog in the future. And Davidson decided he's taking this thing on one on one. Yeah. And he called the spokesperson for PETA and left a profanity laced voicemail that pointed out that 
It was for his mother. Right. Whose dog, whose dog had just died like three weeks ago, three weeks ago. And they'd had another death in the family. So they were all under a tremendous amount of stress. And he has special needs because he is highly allergic to dogs. So there was extenuating circumstances. Yeah. He he was looking for something that was closer to hypoallergenic because of, you know, his allergies and this dog is the same breed as the one that passed away. Right, right. And he has to, it was a Cavapoo, I guess, which are super. Yes, it, and so it's yep. the only dog kind that he can really be around. And his mom is, you know, and, and so he just took these guys to town. And I mean, look, PETA, oh, those, those people are so stupid anyway. But uh, I, I just, it felt good. Yes, it was profanity laced, but it felt good to listen to Pete Davidson, one of the iconic, you know, stars and the elites in the entertainment industry turn around and go screw you guys i'll do what i want yeah well and he also got some licks in on the uh, pet shop because um he was just there to buy a pet not to be filmed and used for them to advertise that he had bought a pet there and he's highly highly upset with the pet store because they kind of filmed him without his permission Oh, so it was the pet store that leaked the video. I didn't hear that the part. The pet store, yeah. Well, wait the a second. Is the Why would a pet store there? leak the video to PETA, who then is going to vilify the pet no. store for being, oh, they just put it on their own website or something? Or They what? just put it, yeah, they put, they put it out on their own. They, they, they put out the video on their own to say, oh, look at who came to our, our store today. Plus, you know, the paparazzi follows Pete Davidson everywhere he goes. I mean, like, you know, they, they, everybody knew he was going to the pet store. They just didn't know why. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, to, yeah. to, to that, I say, just mind your, shut your pie hole, you busy bodies. Who could care about <laughs> any of that well, stuff? And the more I talk about this, it just hit me. The pet store must have sold it to the paparazzi. Yeah, somebody made some that, money. That they somebody, must, have, they must yeah. have sold it to the paparazzi. Probably, yep. probably some employee at the pet store is like, you know, they're probably all quaking in their boots waiting for legal to come down on them because they're afraid Davidson's going to slap them with a lawsuit or something. <laughs> I wonder how and many he should. I he wonder, should. I wonder how many people lost their jobs over that. We'll see. We'll see what goes on. Anyway, good thing for Pete Davidson's to get his leak, uh, his licks in against Pete. I couldn't be happier than that. My wife is going to be very happy uh, because. Dunt dunt. She is like a big fan of the dunt dunt. These are their stories. Yes. Dunt dunt. Uh, and apparently, the four hundred and ninety five hundred episodes that are out right now is not enough. Dick Wolf is continuing. This is a very very special version of Law and Order. This is going to be Law and Order Toronto. Yes. Dick Wolf and and City TV, which is you know basically Canada's big network, right, are going to be producing Law and Order Toronto Criminal Intent, dun, dun. where they will have an elite squad of investigators dun, dun, who investigate crime and corruption in Toronto. Dun, dun. I mean, you know, you just can't, I, you know, uh, you can't beat this. And I'm telling you right now. There darn well better be a corner gas reunion on this show or I'm walking away. <laughs> I tell you, every time I, not every time, but there are many times when I walk in the house after work and I come in and 
there he is. There's McCoy. There's Lenny Briscoe. There's uh, <laughs> Chris Noth. There's, you know, whatever. I mean, Mariska Hargitay. There's always something going. Every, I'm like, man, is there like a channel out there that does nothing but play law and order 24 hours a day, seven days a week? I mean, this. Yeah, I, it's, it's, there's I, like three of them, actually. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have, I am not a huge fan of these kind of shows, but I have found myself more than once watching an episode with my wife just because I'm there, and uh, it is, I mean, it's just astonishing. It is, it is a that is a that is a freight train of an of a of a franchise. So I guess good for They're Dick Wolf. Great and, stories. Yeah, yeah. Good for Dick Wolf and good. Yep. So when is that coming out? So it's going to be in the spring of next year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in can. It'll be in Canada, but you know, listen. When you've got Law and Order Toronto, you're going to make a deal with a streaming entity down here in the states. Oh yeah, I'm I'm banking on Amazon or Peacock. I'm just throwing it out. Yeah, there. well, I just it's going to be it'll <laughs> it's the internet. It'll be everywhere soon. Um, yes, it will be. Uh, okay, you said you've got a story for me that you know I'm going to love. I'm just going to be you're over the moon for it. Okay, this I'm, is fantastic. This is going to make your day. All right, I can't so, wait. So. so Sony Television uh-huh. realizes that they are sitting on a treasure trove of stuff that could still be exploited. And this week they announced that they're working on a number of projects. One of the projects, let me lead up to the good one. <laughs> okay. So they're okay. going to do animated versions of Bewitched and the Partridge Family. Oh, okay. So they're, they're going to exploit those. Okay. But the one that I'm excited about, the one that I know is going to make your day, a kid's version of Wheel of Fortune. That's right, that's, baby. That's a sucker punch to the gut. Why would you do? You know <laughs> that I I am not a fan of game shows, and you're like, oh, you can't wait to talk about the Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune family feud thing. Um, all right. Uh, so a kid's version of Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I'm, that's right. And they're going to spice it up because, uh, you know, it's for kids. Right. So they have to make it a little more extreme. So it's going to be more than just spinning the wheel and guessing letters. Okay. No, okay. they're also going to throw in physical challenges so you can earn the right to buy vowels and letters and stuff, too. Yeah. So this is like American Gladiator meets Wheel of Fortune yes. for kids. <laughs> I was thinking it's like the Nickelodeon version of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, <laughs> man. I was just going to say. Look, I've seen man on the street interviews with our youth today. I don't know if those people could spell bag. You know what I mean? They couldn't spell well, themselves out of wet paper bag. That's why they need the physical challenges to help them out. <laughs> My Lord. All right. Well, I guess good for that. Although the Bewitched thing, my wife and I are huge fans of that. The Bewitched, uh, uh, the old show, that was always, I Dream of Genie. Yeah. Those were always fun. So it'll be interesting to see and, what that yeah. looks like. They're trying to put more of a, a teen spin on it. So it would be following 13-year-old Tabitha, oh God. who by day is going to school and by night is going to a secret magic school run by her grandmother. And, yes. and Dora. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. They... And then. <laughs> and the Partridge family would be about a family from Bedsty that uh, has a food truck and sings songs. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not nearly as excited now that I've discovered that it's about teenagers. Uh, I've already been through that. I don't need to be through that again. Okay. Um, final story before we go to the streams uh, real quick. This uh, Screen Actors Guild strike um, could be could be over the weekend is it going to be or is it getting bigger is it getting smaller what's going on 
It's getting huge. So uh, over the weekend, the uh, the SAG After Union, which represents actors, uh, also a lot of radio personalities, and uh, they voted with a 98% approval rating to go on strike. They are currently in negotiations with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, much like the Writers Guild is, just like the Directors Guild was. And uh, they, they have decided they are going on strike if they can't get a deal by June 30th, okay? So the, here's the thing. There's talk that if the, if the actors go on strike, they're ready to take it all the way through to 2024. <laughs> God. Okay. I mean, you know, hey, look, it's their choice. Uh, I'm not a SAG after member. I was going to be, and then I didn't, and and because of my voice acting and voice work, and I decided, no, I'll just stay mm-hmm. out of here. And now I'm grateful. Now I'm grateful that I didn't because I would not be joining a SAG after strike uh, over this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, look, it's interesting. I know they're looking for wages and benefits and they're looking to fight artificial intelligence and all this other kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't know what I mean. What's America? Gonna, I mean, what's America going to do? I guess we'll go into the back catalog. Right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that's what would end up happening. I mean, you know, if if the if the actors go on strike, your your fall television season, even if this strike goes two or three weeks, if you forget about it, that's going to start late. OK, uh, so that's going to be a big problem. If the actors go on strike, that means a lot of movie production shuts down and, and movies are already struggling because, you know, they're, 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 they had a glut of product before COVID hit that they couldn't release into theaters. Right. And they've run through a lot of that and they're trying to catch up now. And they're trying to catch up with producing more movies. So this could put them in a negative position once again. Uh, so, you know, what are you left with? I think you're you're left with you know kind of what was done during COVID. Like I remember was CBS was bringing back old movies on Sunday nights. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, you know, hey, you know, ABC could bring out you know the greatest Disney pictures of all time. Right. Uh, you know, NBC could do well whatever NBC does. But right. you know, they, that that's what I think you're facing. I think you're looking at it, and probably the people who were hurt. Well, cable will rerun a lot of stuff. I mean, and, and a lot yeah. of cable programs, you know, are really made so that they're evergreen so they can run all the time. I mean, you watch something like, you know, uh, Beat Bobby Flay on, on, the, on right. the Food Network. Food Network, That yeah. thing could have been recorded five or six years ago. Right. It wouldn't matter, you know? Yeah. So they'll, they'll, be, they'll be in a little bit better position. But, yeah, this, this, is, this is the big one because the Screen Actors Guild, the members have been very active in supporting the Writers Guild. There seems to be a lot more commonality and bonding between those two guilds than there was between the directors and anybody else. And I think they really mean it. I think they're they're going to try to they're going to try to make a big move here, and this this could be a long long strike. Doesn't affect me. I mean, other than the fact that maybe we won't see the Reacher, Jack Reacher, or the Jack Ryan, or some of the shows come out on time. But that just means I get to go back and rewatch all the old stuff that I love anyway, because it's all out there. So I don't think it's as big and a I'm deal. And I'm way behind. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think it's as big a deal as it would have been if there was no streaming on demand services, because then you're stuck into only watching what, you know what I mean? So uh, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. All right. Well, we're running out of time here. I got, uh, oh, oof, sorry, man, we got about three minutes. Um, Flaming Hot. The Hula movies, the not-so-true story of the Frito-Lay janitor. That's always we heard, right? The Frito-Lay janitor is the one who invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Well, he's the one who said it. 
Yeah. Uh, Frito-Lay has another story, uh-huh. but th- this movie is is basically his version. So how he you know started off as a janitor and worked his way up and became a marketing executive and, and tested the product and developed the product. And, you know, listen, it's a great underdog story. It's just probably not true, but I'm giving him three waffles because it's inspirational and it's fun and you're going to enjoy watching it. And, and that's on Hulu and Disney+. And Frito-Lay definitely doesn't want to admit to anything because he could get some serious money in the end if he doesn't want to do that. Or maybe it's just bragging rights. I don't know what he wants, but uh, uh, all right, three and a half wobbles. I'd, I'd watch it just because I that I think that would be interesting. Um, based on a true story. I mean, that's the name of the series. Is based on a true story. Yes. Yeah, Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina. They're starred as a mar- they star as a married couple. They're kind of down and out on their luck, and they think they know the identity of a local notorious serial killer. And instead of turning him over to the police. They're going to try to make a podcast with him and find fame and fortune. And, you know, OK, so it's on Peacock. It's eight episodes long. All eight, eight episodes are out there right now. I think it's interesting. I think the problem is there, there's almost like a little bit of a, a pull. Kaylee Cuoco's doing a little bit more comedy. Messina's doing a little bit more drama. And I think that that hurts the show. They, they, you kind of have that inconsistent theme. But, you know, I like the twists and turns. I want to see how it ends. I'm at like two and a half waffles for based on a true story. Okay. And the final one, of course, is the Transformers movie of which, whatever. Uh, just give me a waffle score on the Transformers movie. Don't don't hurt me with it. Two and a half waffles. I love the Maximals. Okay. I'm just going to okay. admit it. All right. Okay. Well, we, we can hit that in the after show and more. Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. We will be back next week with more. Folks, we're out of time. Monday is another day. We will see you then. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be kind. Love one another. And live well. We'll see you on Monday. Now, I know my wife wants to watch this uh, based on a true story. Because she's she's a true crime junkie. You know, she wants to see it. She wants to hear it. Um, it looked like an interesting premise, um, and even with a give and take, uh, I mean, but worth the time, worth the investment of eight hours of my time that I could be watching sci-fi with what, I mean, well, not necessarily eight hours though. The first episode is about 45 minutes long. Okay. And then the other seven are a little closer to half an hour. They're more like 23 to 30 minutes. Uh, oh, an episode. so short so little vignettes. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, and and I think that helps. I mean, you're watching the first episode; it kind of felt like it was dragging. And and when you get into episode two and episode three, and that that's where I've kind of gotten. It's now picking up the pace. It's now moving along a little bit quicker. Uh, but still, there's a there's there's not as much story as they might want to maintain eight episodes. You know, okay. and so you know they're throwing it, they're throwing in a lot about the relationship between the two of them and the problems that each of them have had, uh, which you know. You want character development, but I think for this, I really just want to know who if, if this guy's really the serial killer. Okay? Right, right. <laughs> and if anything else is going to happen, right? Um, all exactly. Right. And, and uh, Transformers, uh, this is a reboot, a prequel, a sequel, or a, a remake? What, so, what is... technically a sequel to the 2018 Bumblebee, which was kind of a, a prequel, if you will. So it's a, it's a sequel to the prequel, which makes it a prequel, maybe? Pre-sequel? It's set in a 1994. Re-sequel? Yeah. Okay. A re-sequel, yeah. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's yeah, set in 1994, and uh, after the stuff that happened in Bumblebee, uh, the Transformers are just trying to lay low in New York City until 
they can't lay low anymore because the evil villains, the terror cons, are coming to get them. And the Transformers know they need help. And that's when Optimus Prime turns to the Maximals. Okay, it will never get old watching the Transformers <laughs> transform from like cars to robots. And now, dude, the Maximals transform from robots into animals. Is that what a Maximal is? It's, it's an animal? Is yes, it? okay. that's what it is. Yes, it's an animal. And they're awesome, okay? They're awesome, okay? And, and that's the thing that amazes me. I mean, I was thinking about this. The, the, the first Transformers movie came out like, like what, 2007, 2008? Something like that, I yeah. mean, this is, yeah, this is like 15 years later. And this animation still looks awesome. It looked awesome in the first movie. It looked awesome in the second movie, the third movie, the fourth movie, the fifth movie. And now it looks good here, too. And, and that's exciting. And I think, you know, seeing them, you know, having their big fights and having their big action scenes, that's, that's what you're going for, okay? You're not going because you feel for the guy who's trying to raise money to take care of his sick brother. You, know, you don't care about the woman who's in the lab, you know, who's trying to prove that she's got some big scientific discovery. No! I want to see the transformers fighting yeah no you're looking for action again yeah. you're not looking for citizen kane uh you're looking no. for you're looking for some good escapism and action so two and a half waffles for transformers i can't even remember if i've i never watched bumblebee i know that i think i watched the first one and the second one and i think there's one or two more after that bumblebee i don't yeah, know then, then like marky mark got involved and it went in a whole other direction yeah 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 well, it's okay. Uh, good escapism. Maybe I'll be watching it during the writer's strike. Who knows? Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. All right, <laughs> we'll Willie, what, something. what do we got next week? Anything good? Uh, keep me informed. Next here. week, I think something you're going to be very excited for. Okay. Extraction 2. Oh, dude. I am so with that right now. I cannot <laughs> yes. wait. I cannot wait. Have you... We haven't reviewed FUBAR yet, right? The new Arnold Schwarzenegger series? Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we can talk about that sometime. Yeah, let's, Absolutely. Let's see if we can get into that next week as well. Because that would okay. be... Did you, see the, did you see the commercial with Chris, uh, with, uh, Chris Hemsworth yeah. and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the elevator? That is awesome. It oh, is it's the funniest so, thing I've seen in a long so time. So funny. Anyway, uh, yep. so yeah, maybe we'll do that next week. Uh, Schwarzenegger versus Hemsworth. We'll see how that works out. All right, my friend. <laughs> appreciate you coming on board. We will talk to you next week. See you then. Folks, we're out of time for reels. We will see you Monday. Have a great weekend.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. Thank you. 